0: October 3rd, it had been dark at 7am, it felt pitch black at 9pm, today had been a blustery day, one that had made me think of, something wicked this way comes, what was coming in on the wind? it gave me a little shudder. Oh yeah, I didn't think you saw this kind of music coming to you, and the fact that this is the relaunch of the relaunch of Zubita's World with some bizarre but amazing (laughs) 902N-esque I used to wear pink and gray as the ultimate fashionable color combination, stylish hip to you. The relaunch of the podcast, can't tell you how much I'm glad that you're here with us. It's going to be a good, good time. Now guess what? It really is October 3rd and this really is the relaunch of the relaunch of Zubidas World. And I have to tell you, I'm very excited to be back. I'd like to tell you all about how we're going to be doing things going forward, and set yourself up for a bunch of laughs. You know, maybe it's a tear or two. I don't know. You know, I don't know what your emotional range is today or what you're where you're coming from. But we're going to try to do it all for you today. Uh, this is Zubita's World, and this is episode. I'm going to call it 11. No. Season eleven, not episode eleven, season eleven, episode one dash one. One feature of the new relaunched relaunched Zubidas World will be the people of Zubita's World. That's right, the people of Zubita's World, some of which are, uh, you know, <clears throat> texting me right now. Um, actually, I was in a drought. I was waiting for them to all text me, and then, you know, now, like, people will be blowing up my phone. And I want you to know who's blowing up my phone. I want you to meet the people of the people of Zubita's World. So maybe not every week, although I'd like to target it, but maybe every other week for this one, um. Yeah, you're going to meet somebody, and and what you should know is that, theoretically, with my cool new setup, uh, we could actually, like, call one of those people. Um, I'm going to text them and see if they'll let me, you know, call them and shit. And on the phone right now, because, yeah, I was successful at working the new technology and rocking it out. Uh, yeah, on the phone right now, I have... Long time listener, first time caller, and the, indeed the first guest on the People of Zubida's World, and indeed my first friend of like my adult era of my life, having met him in my mid 20s and been my friend since the grand old year of 1999. Um, I present to you the one, the only Space Monkey. Hello, everybody.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, What is it, 38
0: of? Oh, 37, Uh, because I'm here. Yeah, man. 38 mighty listeners. You're one of the mighty 38. Yeah, yeah. I call it the uh,
1: postgraduate era.
0: Oh, the postgraduate era is what we're living in?
1: Well, you know, I, mean, I just, I mean, uh, you know, as far as the friendships, right? You know, this is my college and post-college friendships, right? You know, which is, is really, as you said, you know, of my adult life. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, the, 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 these are the friends, you and, and, and Cruz are the friends that I made um, and sustained. Post-college.
0: Right. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed. And actually and right was, now. That's
1: Pre-Facebook era, right? Oh, like,
0: total Facebook, pre-Facebook era, please.
1: Oh, like, I, ha- I have these, these friends, people that were friends in college. I-, I have no way to find them because I only knew them by their first name. Right. You know, it's just, it's so in the Facebook era, it's like I, you can't find
0: them. No. No, they're gone forever.
1: Yeah, so if you didn't sustain uh, a relationship uh, from college in some way, uh, you know. By or saying, have a high school
0: yearbook to look at so you could look up their it, picture.
1: Yeah, or you know, something. You know, the guy I was uh, friends with and was supposed to, um, we got two single rooms in the dorm uh, for the second year. Nice. And we planned on turning – moving his bed or my bed into one of the other rooms. And so turning one room into a hangout room and the other room into a sleeping room. (laughs) That that was our plan, to get two single rooms but bunk in one and turn the other into a hangout area.
0: But where were you going to sleep with the women?
1: Either or. (laughs) 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 I mean – I'm sure, I'm sure that, that, you know, we'd work out some sort of system.
0: I'm, all I'm saying was, is that like the first like option where you maintained your single beds in your single rooms meant you had like privacy, but the way you set it up, you had a hangout room, but then you were both bunking in the same room. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. But, you know. uh, College. You know, I mean, it's, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, there was a guy these two dudes that were on my floor and my freshman year at, in at georgetown um i lived in the saint mary's dorm and the floor was co-ed so it had dudes and girls and there were these two dudes that literally like put up a sheet like hung it up from the ceiling so that like it hid like like one bed and part of the room and Literally one, other, one of the other girls on the floor that he was sleeping with routinely would like – they would like literally – I would be hanging out with the guy on one side of the room and they would be screwing on the other side of the sheet.
1: Yeah, my roommate and I, my freshman here, we never did anything like that. We, we were always you – yeah, know, I, I was well, – I can't even remember if he ever had anybody come over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: but I, let's just say it was never a problem for me.
0: Uh, <laughs> make of that what you will <laughs>
2: right
1: <laughs> no, say no more Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, change the topic no, change the topic means that what everyone <laughs> needs to know and doesn't know is, is that uh, Space Monkey and I recorded a segment before this and thanks to a technological blunder on Zubita's part um, yeah it's it's gone forever it's lost man
1: <laughs> yeah the, uh, the best, most awesomest segment you will never hear. You will never hear the
0: lost tapes. So if this segment seems awkward to you or you know, strange, it's because it's really take two. It's because we didn't know how to top perfection. And it felt silly to like try to like you don't want to try to like repeat it exactly because then you end up like tripping over your own words because, you know, you fucked it up, and you didn't quite, like, repeat it the same way, and didn't I say it differently the first time, and, like, (laughs) was there, was it, did I laugh here, was here where I laughed? (laughs) Wait, didn't I make the one joke about the one thing? Oh, yeah, 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 do that joke again, you know, the thing about the thing. (laughs) It would not be as good, so we didn't even try.
1: No. No, I, we didn't, uh, and I wouldn't want to. Um, Yeah, so, now we don't know what to talk about because we talked about everything.
0: No, we haven't. I'll um, tell you what we haven't talked about. The other thing people need to know is that uh, we used to have a total Silent Hill video game date night. Like
1: that's true.
0: Where we literally got together and we played Silent Hill. Like it was like we didn't play two players. We shared the same player.
1: Yeah. I- as a, as a gamer, I've always devised ways to play games that that aren't traditionally meant to necessarily be played is co-ops or or uh, in groups. Sure. You know, so so we played the Silent Hill series, which was normally one player, um, but you know, basically Christy would explore around everywhere anytime something bad started to happen, she just handed control over to me.
0: Yes, and then you kicked ass and killed the zombies and then when they were all like bloody heaps on the floor then he threw it back to me and I was the guy where, and it's funny because you're always in like the abandoned like hospital so it'd be like, yeah, I run down the fifth floor and I take the first stairwell and I go down two flights and I turn right and I go into the third room and then I turn to the left and there's where we left the last save point, er, you know. Yeah, oh my god here's exactly. a zombie and i'd throw it over <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i had one that i don't think we, for the xbox or the xbox one and i don't think we ever got to
0: we never did play that one so that we might just have to re we wanted to restart oh, it up you're, anyway
1: you're there, xbox 360 silent hill homecoming i'm looking
0: at it boom right there it is we're gonna restart that because well honestly we did make a commitment we made a vow that we would always play the silent hills anytime there was a new version
1: yeah well i never got rid of it
0: good because now we're gonna play it actually we if you recall we even went to the movies and saw the shitty silent hill movie
1: I actually, I didn't think it was too shitty. I liked that. I movie. do remember
0: that you liked it. I, I did.
1: My taste in movies is questionable. As
0: is mine, but our tastes are questionable in different ways.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's for the movie review segment.
0: Yes, and we will have a movie <laughs> review segment because any, any self respecting podcast has a movie review segment. Come on. I mean, it's like if you're a band, you've got to play Brown Eyed Girl. I mean, it's just a rule.
2: Free Bird, man.
0: Free Bird. Free bird. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I have a hippie uncle um, who served three tours in Vietnam. And then he came back and, like, he's never had a job, like, since. He, like, barters and trades for a living. True. <laughs> it's true. And uh, <laughs> it's a zoop world. <laughs> and he has an awesome story of where he went and saw uh, Leonard Skinner at Marcus Square Arena <laughs> in, like, the late 70s. And, you know, after waiting in line all day and, like, smoking dope and, you know, drinking beer. Like, he gets into Market Square Arena and he gets up two seats. And before Skinner had even started playing, he passed out. And he oh woke up God. just in time to hear him start playing Freebird as their encore. And he was like, it was the greatest concert of my life. I'm like, but you only saw Freebird. He's like, yeah, but it lasted like 29 minutes and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They do, they play that song
0: forever. I know. And I was like, you know what? I could buy it. Like, why fuck with the rest of the playlist? You got, you cut to the chase, you had your triumphant moment, then you go home. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, rock on. So, I don't know why I was talking about him, but. There you go. But anyway, but thanks so much for being my very first guest, and thank you for having the patience to (laughs) do the testing in between, like the first the bad episode and then the testing in between, and now the good segment. So I'm going to confirm it's the good segment, and if it is, I'm going to text you back and say uh, success. I I,
1: I, I certainly thank you for having me uh, as a guest on your relaunch Um, I hope it recorded this time.
0: I do, too. And this won't be the last time we'll talk. I love you with all of my heart.
1: Same right back at you, babe.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. I know I did. I hope that you learned something new about Zubita um, more than just finally she can get a podcast that actually has some decent sound. Yeah, I have some awesome, amazing people in my world and Space Monkey is just one of them. And I, I don't lie when I say like him and I are kind of the beginning of the beginning um, when you get my group of friends together and a new person shows up, inevitably the question will be, "How do you guys know each other and we love to tell the story, but dear goodness gracious, if you ask that question you 'd be ready you you need to be ready to sit down and listen for like two thousand hours um, more like twenty two minutes but my point is is that when we embark on that story, it will genuinely begin with I met Cruz three days after I met Ryan at a New Year's Eve party. We, I have no idea who, he knows how he got there. I'm not sure how I got to the party um, in terms of who I knew there. It wasn't the same person that we knew. And we met that night. And unlike what normally happens at those types of things where there's some sordid tale of, you know, random one night hookup and, you know, <clears throat> raunchy sex and all that good stuff. Nah man. Um, you know, that was different stories with different people. <laughs> um, I, I, I I'm straying from the topic. My point is, is that we literally made a connection that night and went, You are a cool person. And he was like, Yeah, you are a cool person. And then he promptly picked up the phone and called a third person and said, I just met the coolest person. And three days later, it all began. And we were like the three musketeers. Um, we really were the beginning of the beginning um, of it all. So, And what I'm sad that you missed was when I first called him to start recording and um, you know, and basically said, hey, we're going to, you know, do this interview and, you know, what I'll do is I'll kind of intro us up and I'll through the stuff. And he asked a couple questions and then we were about to launch into it. And then right before we started, he said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Before we delve into this, what I just want you to know is, is that I love you and I miss you. And, you know, because we're not Uh, Unfortunately, it's a classic case of as adults and circumstances and life and everything else. um, Neither he nor I, where we used to see each other like 19 times in one weekend, let alone like six or seven days a week. um, We just don't get to see each other very often. But the very second that we're back together in person or on the phone, um, it's like there was never any time at all. And it's one of the things that makes our friendship special, makes Space Monkey special. Um, so thank you, Space Monkey, because I know you'll be listening to this episode. Um, I'm sorry you didn't catch that on tape. I was kicking myself the time going, man, Zubita's world audience would love to hear this. But c'est la vie. It's just the way it goes. But what else did we learn from that segment? Um, oh, uh Anytime now, Zubida, you can remember what you were thinking. My new integrated podcast production console has all kinds of built-in sounds. So, yeah, at any given time, I can bust out like the cricket or uh, check this one out. Oh, yeah. Was that not the bomb? Um, I mean, it wasn't the right moment for it. But you can expect more of these delightful things. It's not just good sound quality you're getting now. You're getting sound effects. It's remarkably easy for me to call people. And honestly, that really needs to be done in a very thoughtful way. Because I actually have several minutes of, uh, of a clip of talking to someone um, on... <clears throat> right after uh, Space Monkey, and that conversation didn't flow nearly as well. I think I made the mistake of telling them they were going to be recorded, and, yeah, they're, they just, yeah, the pressure of that just really, they didn't, yeah, it didn't flow, it it didn't flow at all. Let me, let me give you a little quick cut example. And when it comes to that topic, there was one person and one person alone I must call. (laughs) (laughs) To discuss Madcap plan or scheme, and that's Colin.
1: How's it going?
0: Good, man. And then came the awkward pause. Okay, so maybe not everybody is as comfortable as I am behind the microphone, and that's okay. I didn't pick my friends based off of their deep-set desire to be on a podcast that has or had at one time 38 listeners Um, since it's been a while and I'm relaunch of the relaunch. For all I know, I'm down to like four listeners, but... To be clear, I have at least one, because remember, Space Monkey is indeed a subscriber and my most loyal of listeners. So you know what? Even if just Space Monkey listens to this podcast, uh, I am a happy, happy Zubeda. Actually, there's somebody else. There's two people I always know listen to it. So, you know, right there, job satisfaction, man, take it where you can get it.
2: Absolutely, I think that's a good idea.
0: So I think we have time for just one more segment. I'm going to delve right into what I like to call madcap plan or madcap scheme. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like I should have some music behind that. I'll need to work on that. But in this, we decide I'm the queen of harebrained different ideas, but it is kind of my superpower to make them work. And when people will be like, she's never going to do that, I do it. And then sometimes I do and I fall flat on my face or I forget about it. But in this particular instance, I, we're going to once in a while hear about one of my plans or schemes, and people will help us decide whether or not it is indeed a plan or a scheme. Um, I call this one, uh, well, I don't have a special name for it, it's Cowboy Romance. This all started because I want to write the great American novel, and yeah, I ain't got time for that, and I, that just sounds really hard and a lot of effort, um, but I do like to write... <clears throat> And it would be cool to, like, make some easy money to, like, be able to have, like, additional adventures that I can share with you on Zubita's World. One day I was in the airport and I was going to buy a book. I'm an avid reader. And it seemed to be a disproportionate number of my choices were indeed cowboy romances. I, there's quite a market for that, evidently. So what I wanted to do was, well, I thought about it and I thought, oh my God, what if I could turn those out like three, four a year? That I mean, holding my other job at the same time, do it in my off hours. I could bang that stuff out. I bought a few, read them. You know, there, there seems to be a formula around and about. So I decided to give it the old college try. So a couple things for you here. One is, We're going to call somebody. I sent them an excerpt of my prologue and first five chapters, and she's going to give you the unvarnished, uh, no-holds-barred evaluation. Um, This is a friend that doesn't sugarcoat things. If it's terrible, she's going to say it, and that's what we love about her. Um, So we're going to be calling Michelle and hearing what Michelle had to say. But before we talk to Michelle... I think I'd like to take a moment and read for you this wonderful, wonderful uh, excerpt out of my podcast or out of my book. I mean, maybe it's not wonderful. Really, you decide. I mean, I don't know. It's a cowboy romance. Come on. Let's set the mood for the reading, shall we? Lovely. So lovely. Let's do that again. And now she was back home, or formerly her home, she wryly thought as she opened the door into her brother's ranch house kitchen. The slight smile on her face froze when she saw who was sitting at the kitchen table. A slightly disheveled, devastatingly handsome man was leaning back, mug of coffee in his hand. He looked up at her and spoke with his slight drawl. Well, 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 his slightly gravelly voice scraped across her nerves. Looks like Jellybean is all grown up. He was exactly what she remembered. What she hadn't forgotten, she silently admitted to herself. Julia was 13 or 14 when her brother first brought Cole to the ranch on a holiday break from college. Her crush was deep and obvious to everyone, including Cole. She had looked for any excuse to be around him whenever he came home with Byron over the next four years. He had taken to calling her Jelly Bean and had been kind, if a little distant. One summer night, when she was 18, she had caught him alone in the stables and kissed him. A sweet, brief kiss, followed by a confession of her feelings. And Cole had flatly rejected her. Go to college, Jelly Bean. Start your dream, he had said, and had turned on his heel and strode quickly out of the stable. She had been left standing alone, tears streaming down her beautiful, youthful face. In that moment, she had vowed to stop loving him and never think of him again. She had almost succeeded. And now he was sitting ten feet in front of her. So I do indeed have Michelle on the phone. And Michelle got sent the excerpt of the cowboy romance because Michelle is just going to tell it like it is. Like, I count on her for just not the support, but the honesty. So first of all, let's say hello, Michelle. Hey,
3: everyone. This is
0: Michelle. Uh, thanks for being on the relaunch of the relaunch of Zubita's World. Let's start out. Now, several reasons why you were asked. Do you normally read? Are you an avid reader?
3: I am a voracious reader,
0: yes. How, so how, how many books would you say you read in a, in, a, in a month?
3: In a month, I would say two. And that's, mind you, with a full-time job and a family to take care of. I've squeezed in time to read.
0: Nice. I respect that. I, that's very important. I love it. And your typical genre or genres that you favor when reading?
3: Gamut, usually nonfiction. Um, I also love a good Stephen King, Dean Koontz horror story, um, biographies, business type, books.
0: All right, nowhere in that list am I hearing cowboy romance.
3: <laughs> you know, I rarely, if ever, read romances in general, let alone cowboy romances. In fact, if I saw a cowboy on the cover of a romance book, I would immediately bypass it and keep going. Okay,
0: okay. So we've level set what your connection is to this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope
3: I made it blunt. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. A romance here. So,
0: yeah, so you were kind enough to read, I sent you the prologue and I think the first three or four chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, here's your chance. I mean,. You, you, yeah, you know, if I, if I cry, it, I'll try to restrain it. It won't be too, you know, the tears will be gentle and touching, not so much, you know, heart-wrenching. I'm not
3: going to tell you anything I haven't already told you.
0: Well, repeat it because nobody's going to believe me if I tell them what you said. <laughs> nobody's going to believe yes, it.
3: I, I read the excerpt of the cowboy romance, and I was thoroughly impressed. But it was very well written. It was intelligent. That was my first impression. It wasn't um, the typical drool you see on the Hallmark Channel, where it's basically the same story repeated with different characters. And nice. then the cowboy, the ranch setting did not turn me off. I like the way you explained the surroundings and the ranch and.
0: Uh, nice.
3: About it, I could picture it in my head.
0: So, yeah, what I'm hearing is, is that you wouldn't be adverse to reading more of the book. But hurry up and write it because I really want to continue. Nice, that's what I love. See already, so I this whole segment is madcap plan or madcap scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing is is that if you were going to call this a madcap plan or madcap scheme to finish this book and get it public, find a publisher, get it published, you would call it what? You're going to come down on the side to plan, right? It's a
3: plan. It's definitely a plan, and I hope it's the first of many books.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I understand this is quite a lucrative field.
0: I know. I don't know what that really looks like, but I'm looking forward to exploring it. And Michelle, by the way, is a financial genius extraordinaire. So, you know, whenever I come into the money, I'm going to let her manage it. <laughs> She's love me some good spreadsheets. Yeah, she's gonna be my 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 financial people, not just my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, see now, I'm so glad you said it because nobody would believe me when I said, "No, man, people have read it. People who don't like cowboy romances and they like it." But here you are yep. on Zubida's world, yep, testifying for all. No one can claim. I, yeah, yeah so and I, I didn't. it. I didn't yeah, like you. like ply you with two bottles of wine before I got your comments yeah. or anything. I, Good.
3: Yeah, there were a couple things that I didn't like, and I definitely told you. I think you needed to flesh out the main guy character a little bit more because I wasn't getting a good image of him in my head.
0: Yes. And I had a Star Wars reference that you thought George Lucas would come back <laughs> and get me on. Well,
3: yeah, I'm, you're going to get some some papers in the mail if you continue forth with that
0: name. <laughs> <laughs> we won't that mention what the ranch favorite. was originally <laughs> called, but I liked it, so whatever. <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
3: The legal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do want to avoid lawsuits and stuff. That's not the attention. This is about making me money, not costing me money.
2: Exactly.
0: Yep. Yes. Good, good. Well, Michelle, I can't tell you how much how happy I am that you took the time to read the excerpt and be thoughtful and give me comments, and then took even more time out of your day to be on Zubita's World and talk about that. You'll definitely be a repeat uh, on the show as it comes out. And actually, Michelle is, I think, one of my thirty-eight listeners, if I'm not mistaken. Am I? I am a subscriber on
3: multiple
0: platforms, <laughs> actually. Nice, nice. Bounce up those numbers a little bit. (laughs) Good, good. Well, with this then, um, thank you again, Michelle. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk again soon, honey bunny. All right, take care. Why don't we give a little round of applause for Michelle there? Oh, shit. (laughs) I hit the wrong button. I'm still learning my new integrated podcast production console there's an applause button there's also evidently a laugh track um i didn't mean to, my sincerest apologies michelle i didn't mean to laugh at you but frankly that was so funny that i'm just gonna leave it in but with that kind wonderful listeners um thanks for hanging in there with me this is one of the longer zuda's world episodes um more to come soon now that I've got new setup. The studio is up and running. For those of you interested, you can find me on Zubida's World. Um, I have a Facebook page that hasn't been posted on in about 22 years, but I will be posting later this evening, um, which is Monday, October 5th. And I'll be putting some pictures up of the new studio setup so everybody can see it and be excited about it. So that you can feel like you're a part of the gang, and know that you can download me on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Zubita's World. There's no apostrophe in there. Um, you search me on Facebook. I believe I'm Zubita's World. There is an apostrophe, so you can find me there. And you know what? Reach out to me. Post on Podbean, which is the platform I host on. Which is If you have a podcast, you couldn't do any better than Podbean. They're not even paying me to say that. Um, Leave me a comment, subscribe, uh, reach out to me on Facebook, and who knows? Now that we've got the new setup, you too could be on Zubita's World. Hey, everybody, do your thing. If this podcast has been amazing, well, thank you. But if it was amazing, not for content, but for sound, then it's only fair that I give a shout out um, to a couple of different uh, groups of people. One are the awesome sound engineers at Sweetwater who introduced me to my new console and the other are the fine people at Rode, R-O-D-E, makers of Rodecaster Pro, the integrated podcast production console that I'm using to make this very podcast. Have a good evening or day or morning.